Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. All right, and we're your host today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, we want to discuss something that has been on our hearts, and this topic is the peace of God. Our scripture for today is from Philippians 4 7. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so, fearing nothing from God, And being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's That's good. That was the amplified version, but it was just, I I really liked how it was worded. Yeah, I like it too. Yes. Yes. So the peace of God is something that I've strived to know and understand for a long, long time. You know, when something comes up in my life that stirs up fear anxiety, doubt, and any other word that you can come up with that's the opposite of peace, (laughs) having the peace of God is vital for all that comes afterward. Because if I don't hold on to that peace, if I don't immediately turn to God when something comes up, then I give the enemy a way in to once again cause chaos in my life. So no matter what's happened, I know that God God already knew about it. And I know that he is bigger than the problem that just threw up in my life. (laughs) You know, God sees my faith in him and and when I don't allow the enemy to take my peace. And there are blessings that come from that faith and trust. Right, right. So people are always watching to see how we handle things that come up in life. If you freak out, you're operating outside of God's will. Mm -hmm. And people will see that. Yeah. You know, if you have children, they are watching you, and they will eventually mimic how you react to things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or recently, criticize you. <laughs> yeah, or criticize you. What are Depending you doing? on their age. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So we recently did an episode on the goodness of God. And, and once you understand how good God is, you will then be able to fully wrap his peace inside and outside of you. So today, we want to dive in into the peace of God to help you understand why it's so important. So Christianity.com describes the peace of God this way. According to the Bible, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, is the harmony and calmness of body, mind, and spirit, trusting in the power and grace of God. And also, I think they pulled that from Philippians 4, 7. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the closer you are to God, the more you're going to experience his peace. It's Mm -hmm. that simple. Right. And getting close to God requires intimacy. That's one of our favorite things that we talk right. about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It requires intimacy, conversation, time spent alone with him, a relationship, prayer, and worship. If you have been listening to this podcast, you know we talk about this a lot. Intimacy is the key. Right. That means yes. just you and God alone, spending time together, talking things out. And he loves our worship. Right. right. Yes, he does. Yeah. So what is the peace of God? Yeah. Well, good old Merriam-Webster <laughs> defines it as the peace of heart, which is the gift of God. Mm. What does it mean to really have the peace of God? Yeah, God's peace is different from the world's peace. People everywhere search for peace, especially with all that's going on in our world right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the world's peace is a false peace, an empty promise. It changes with circumstances, and it's different from the peace offered by Jesus. Right. In John fourteen twenty seven, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. 
and let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. God's peace is a permanent peace. God is the only one who can be trusted to keep his word and heal our sin. Yeah. And God cannot and does not lie. So I don't want to just throw a bunch of scripture out, but these scriptures are critical to trusting God. And when we trust him, we gain his peace. Right. And these were heart changing for me to read and learn about. We all have experienced the pain of a broken promise. Oh, yeah. Right. And it says in Numbers twenty three nineteen, God is not a man that he should tell or act a lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? And 1 Samuel fifteen twenty nine says, Also the glory of Israel will not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. And Hebrews six eighteen says, So that by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take of the hope set before us. So God's peace is permanent and secure. He tells us in yeah. the Bible mm-hmm. over right. and over. Yeah. And he offers peace in the midst of chaos. Yes, Jesus bridged the gap between us and God by his sacrifice. He took the punishment for our sin and in exchange. He gives us peace with God. That's good. You know, what about this peace that surpasses all understanding? Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's where that phrase comes from. The peace that surpasses all understanding means that no matter our circumstances, whether we are facing death, torture, arrest, or ridicule, we'll be able to handle it in stride. Our faith in God dispels fear and conquers the evil one, leaving us content in whatever life brings. And Jesus says in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And this is the same sort of peace that Paul refers to in Philippians, a peace we as humans cannot possibly understand, as it's unlike the world, but one that has the ability to drive out fear and free us from our worries. And one of the things that I love and enjoy most about my visits to heaven is the peace that I feel there. Hmm. It's unlike anything I've ever felt or experienced here. Even though I have experienced the peace of God in the natural here on earth, it still pales in comparison to the peace of God that's just such a, a huge part of heaven. You don't have to fight the enemy to have it. It just is. It's like the peace is the atmosphere of yes. heaven. Like it, that's all you know when you oh, that's good. peace, love, joy, all of those things, all the fruits. Mm-hmm. That's who God is. Yeah. It's, it's his fruits. Mm-hmm. That's like that's, when you were reading it, when you were expressing that and that idea about the peace, that's what I saw in my mind right when you said that was yeah but peace is the whole atmosphere like we have air here on earth yes peace is the atmosphere of heaven it is that's just well i don't know that's maybe revelatory knowledge yeah. there but yeah that's just what i saw it is it's absolutely correct it's it's and so it's it's not something you have to attain it just is, is. there it's just there mm-hmm. like the air is here that's it's so just cool. there you don't have to do anything to so gain cool, it right? it's just there yeah right. So good. You know, Ephesians 1, 2, it says, I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers who have been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. May God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Mm -hmm. That's what you feel when you go to heaven. Well-being, right? You know, the Hebrew word that is used in that verse to describe total well-being is the word peace. 
Ta-da! <laughs> it's peace that can only come from God. What would also be called the shalom peace of God, like yeah. we just talked about. Yeah. It's described as total security, safety, prosperity, and good order. It's also described as the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot, no matter what it is. Right. So the peace of God comes directly from a developed intimate relationship with God. From my own experience, you know, this isn't something that just happens immediately when you become a Christian. Right. The peace of God comes through perseverance and trust, a faith in God as you walk in your relationship with Him. The more you come to know God through studying His Word and allowing Holy Spirit to speak to you and guide you through experiences, the more you will experience God's peace. Right. There have been many times, you know, when I was younger and I didn't walk in that peace of God, but my relationship with God also wasn't where it is right now. Right. You know, I was also, I was a believer, but I wasn't pursuing God on a daily basis like I do today. You know, as I got older and I dealt with more issues and problems that came my way, I learned that when I would spend time studying God's Word and in prayer, I was able to work through so many things a lot easier and than when I was, you know, just trying to do it on my own. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, when I was young, a young mother, and one of my greatest fears was losing my husband and being left alone. I'm sure a lot of you guys have felt that way. Yeah, I know, yeah. you know, even my, my own sister was telling me that this week. That was something that she's feared, you know. And I couldn't imagine living my life without him. I met my husband when he was 15 years old. So we've practically grown up together, kind of like Kathy, you know, yeah. and her husband. Yeah. <laughs> and when you love someone so much, whether it's a spouse, a parent, a sibling, a child, just the thought of losing them seems unimaginable. Mm -hmm. You can't imagine your world without them being in it or being a part of your life. I get that, yeah. mm -hmm. right? You know, one day as I was in my prayer time alone with the Lord and I, I submitted those thoughts that were running through my head regarding my fear of losing my husband. And then after I shared my feelings with the Lord, I felt this great sense of like, peace just wash over me like a warm blanket that covered over my heart and my mind and it just reassured me that i would be okay i can't explain it except i knew it deep in my heart i would be okay it's gonna be all right laura and it got good he's just good because he knew he knew your heart was was breaking on a daily basis thinking about it right you know, because it was always in the back of my you're like mind, experiencing it like he was already gone. Mm -hmm. You know, you're thinking he's not going to mm -hmm. be here and how that breaks you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and God doesn't want you to live like that. Right. Because, I mean, you know, our, our imaginations are created by God. Right. And they're created to be used for divine purposes. Right. Not for fearful purposes. Right. right. But that was fear. Yeah, it was fear. And I was giving way to the fear and imagining it, right. imagining what it would be like to lose my husband. And it just. It overtook me. Yeah. And but when I gave it to the Lord, he poured in something else that I hadn't imagined. Right. And it was something that only can come from God, right? Wow. It's like the Holy Spirit took away the fearful thoughts and replaced those thoughts with a new, a totally new mindset. Yeah. And just like the verse in Ephesians one, two, I had a new sense of total well being, total security, a tranquility of the heart that I wasn't that I wasn't full of fear anymore about that issue yeah you know it's like the spirit of god just pulled out the fear and replaced it with his peace yeah. those fears no longer plague my mind still today i know without a doubt if something happens i'm going to be okay yeah 
you know, I'm going to mourn him. I'm going to miss him greatly. But I know the Lord will cover me with a supernatural shalom peace. Right. That's right. And I trust him for that. Yeah. You know, in March of 2020, the pandemic hit our world, and it was totally an unprecedented time, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. In our lifetime. You know, fear was immediately pumped out into our world through the airwaves of, you know, every type of media yes. was just pumping fear out. You couldn't yes. escape it. Right. And everywhere you turned, people were preaching that you should fear this virus hitting our world. I had had, you know, enough run-ins with the spirit of fear that I could spot it a mile away. And I wasn't going to entertain it anymore in my in my life. So I took all the fear hype to the Lord in prayer. Yeah, that's what you do. Yep. And the Lord gave me very specific instructions that I wasn't to watch too much of the news, but to keep my eyes on him and him only. And he knew that when I watched the news, I wasn't fearful. I got angry. Yeah. And that wasn't good for my mind or soul and spirit either. Right. You know, right. I was just talking about that earlier today yeah, with yeah. y'all. You know, I just got really angry. And then he's like, okay, shut the TV off, Laura. <laughs> this is not affecting you in a good way. Yeah. So then I asked the Lord, you know, how should I pray about all of this stuff, you know, and he reminded me of Psalm 91. And that whole chapter speaks of God's perspective or God's protection over those who fear the Lord. And as I pulled out my Bible and I reread that chapter, I felt really impressed to just personalize that entire chapter, just write it out as a prayer to recite over my life and make it a personal declaration. Oh, wow. So I printed out a copy of it. I laid it on my kitchen table. So I could see it, you know, all the time. Anytime I was passing to the kitchen or whatever, we were all pretty much in our homes. Right. So it was out there all the time for me to see. And uh, I was on the phone with my dad one time and, and I, I told my father, you know, what I had done. And he asked me, hey, can you send me a copy of that? And so, you know, he was at the time he was still pastoring a church and he ended up making copies of my prayer and giving them out to every church member to pray over themselves and their families as oh, well. Oh, how awesome. But it gave oh, wow. him a lot of encouragement. Yeah. You know, to read God's word in a personal way as a prayer and a declaration of, you know what? I'm not going to believe the lies. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to pray this out loud. I'm going to pray God's protection and his promises of protection over our lives. And the enemy hates that. Exactly. Yeah, instead of fear. Right. You're declaring truth yes. instead of fear. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it was the action of taking, you know, God's word and declaring it out loud over myself, my family members, that instilled God's peace into my heart over and over and over, just solidifying that peace each time. You know, God's word is alive and it's active. That's what the word says. It's alive and active. And speaking his word into our situations brings his peace as well. Mm, That's awesome. If you don't mind, I'd just like to read that prayer to you right now. I love it. Yes. Yes. So Psalm 91, when you personalize it, this is what I I said. I live in the shelter of the Most High, and I find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm, Thank you, Lord. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in Him. For He will rescue me from every trap and protect me from every deadly disease. He will cover me with his feathers, yes. and he will shelter me with his wings. Yes. His mm-hmm. faithful promises are my armor and protection. I am not afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. I will not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at my side, though ten thousand are dying around me, these evils will not touch me. I will open my eyes and see how the wicked are punished. Mm. And when I make the Lord my refuge, when I make the Most High my shelter, 
No evil will conquer me. No plague will come near my home. For he will order his angels to protect me wherever I go. They will hold me up with their their hands so that I won't even hurt my foot on a stone. I will trample upon lions and cobras, and I will crush fierce lions and serpents under my feet. Wow. You know, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Can you not just feel his That's promise? The power. All That's, over you. Yeah. The promise, the power, the the blessing of it, the peace, all of it, the love that he's speaking that, over you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Just that embrace, like yes. cover me with his feathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Under yeah. his wing. Yeah. yeah. He's so good. Yes. Yes. How can peace be found? What is the meaning of the peace of God? Well, by focusing on God's promises and trusting in them. A biblical example would be Abraham and Sarah. Who would have ever believed Abraham was having a kid at 100 years old? Yeah, right. And lived to raise him. Mm-hmm. Our biggest problems don't seem so impossible when we let God handle them. Yes. And after repeated promises, a visit by two angels, and the appearance of the Lord himself, Sarah finally cried out with surprise and joy at the birth of her son. And because of her doubt, worry, and fear, she had forfeited the peace she could have felt in God's wonderful promise to her. Peace could have come to her troubled heart by focusing on his promises. She could have trusted God to do what he said he was going to do. Yep, sure. Recently, Kathy and I have attended a deliverance conference, and I know I received peace throughout the conference itself, but most especially afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Laura, I know you've experienced deliverance. Did you experience peace? Oh, yeah. After? Yes. Yeah. I, I had continuous peace, and I had a really strong understanding of who I was in Christ. That understanding my identity gave me peace. Yeah. You know, deliverance may seem to be, it may seem scary to some people, right? It's scary because many people don't understand what, what's taking place. And they've heard weird stuff. Right, right. I, I used to hear weird stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's what the enemy wants, right? He he wants us to stay in that mindset of fear so he can continue to have control over us. Mm-hmm. Right. But and, for me, go ahead. And keep us from being free. Yeah. And for me, that's right. Deliverance was freedom. That, right. That's what yes. I experienced. As long as I didn't know how these spirits operated, it allowed them to control my thoughts and how I reacted to things that came up in my life. Mm-hmm. But now I have an understanding and I know what to look for. And it has brought me that peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think God's peace is a defense. The peace of God will stand watch over our hearts and minds. It will come against fiery darts like anxiety, fear, and worry to keep them out so we can remain calm and focused in the midst of a challenging situation. Each morning, I read a warfare prayer for myself. And when I do it, it's like putting on my spiritual boots. <laughs> I like that. I'm putting on my spiritual boots. The shoes of the gospel of peace is one of the warfare prayers that I read that morning. Yeah. And so it's, I'm going to read it right now for all of us to hear. Okay. So, Lord, you are my peace. Because I have been made righteous, I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Armed with a divine sense of being, I will make known to others the author of peace. Help me to stand and walk in your peace, and to move forward in ways that bring your peace and love to others. I renounce every temptation that disturbs my peace, which lies to me and tells me I would be better off if I only had more of what the world has to offer. Establish your peace to rule my heart, 
Help me to have the full confidence and assurance that comes from knowing that I am filled with the peace that only you can give to those who are your children. Help me to be a peacemaker. Show me where to walk and how to walk as you would walk. That's oh, good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I'm that. I'm to have you forward that to me. I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so God's peace dwells. In 2 Thessalonians 3.16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. And Jesus said that what comes out of your mouth is a reflection of what's ruling in your heart. So if you see anxiety, worry, and fear flow out of your mouth, then that's what's ruling out of your heart. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, if peace comes out, then peace is ruling in your heart. If the peace of God is ruling in your heart, it will be seen by what you say and do. Mm -hmm. And God's peace not only affects how you look and feel about a situation, it impacts how you react to it. So, for example, I've, I've also spoken about this experience before as well. However, I felt a peace that I would never forget when I was hospitalized five weeks due to preterm labor. When you were pregnant with the twins? Yes. Yeah. I was bedridden and basically not allowed to get out of my bed at all. And I sure learned to be still, which oh is one of, <laughs> which one of my favorite scriptures, be still and know that I'm God. Right. Mm. And it's like sometimes when we know we have no choice and it's for our own good, it becomes easier to accept reality and know God's working all things out for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you get the peace of God? It's a good question. Prayer has helped me. Mm-hmm. And when I think I'm in control and lose sight of who God is, I become an easy target for the devil. God's peace is in the exchange and simply saying to God, I'm giving you all my anxieties and worries. And then I can receive God's peace, and it will guard my heart in whatever the situation is. A scripture that has helped me during a time in which I experienced a lot of fear was around the time of my mother and her experiencing dementia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had to uh, drive back to New York after selling our farm and get a lot of our belongings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this was like right after COVID. So traveling was weird, yes. like mm-hmm. all the different states. Um, had yeah, different rules. rules for mass, and it was just plain weird. And no one was really out still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we drove up there, and I knew, you know, my mom was in an assisted living home. So it was really weird to be there and not be able to see her either. Right. Yeah. You know, and... Um, so wrong. No. Yeah. And no. so we... Makes me angry. Woke <laughs> up that morning in the hotel, and I took the car by myself while everybody kept sleeping, and I thought you know what, I'm just going to go drive to the parking lot. I, I've told this story before, so um, forgive me if you've heard it. But yeah. And I drove to the parking lot, and I just prayed. I read the readings, for scriptures for the day from my devotional, and I just prayed over my mom in the parking lot. And one of the scriptures was, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And it was Revelations twenty two thirteen, And I thought... I just sat there, and as I was done praying, I, you know, got the car on and left and went down the highway, and I just phoned the manager of the place, and I said, you know, I just, can you just give my mom a hug? I came all the way from Texas, I'm here in New York, and I just, just love on her for me and tell her I said hi, I just left the parking lot, and she said, well, turn on back. Because there's now window visits, and it just happened today. Oh, wow. God's good. I couldn't not, I, I could not believe it. Yeah. 
And so reading that scripture, I'm the alpha, the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Said I'm in charge, Susan. Yes. <laughs> that verse was telling me God's, you God are in charge and yeah. you would open the door so I could go and visit my mom and be with her in person. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and just knowing how God took care of you and the details of that visit. I mean, come on. That was him telling you, I see you and I love you. Mm-hmm. Yes. What a beautiful testimony of who God is. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks for getting me all (laughs) teary-eyed. He's good, guys. He's good. Yes. All right. I found another article regarding the peace of God, and I want to share a couple of things that I found that were really good. And it says, we come into the presence of the Lord through his son. And when we allow Jesus' death and resurrection to purchase our forgiveness from God, we are counted as righteous. And our sins are forgiven because Jesus already paid the price for them. And only then can we have peace with God. So when we grow an understanding of the depths and riches of God's love toward us, our minds and spirits begin to rest in his power and wisdom. And we begin to understand that he really will make all things work together for our good. That's from Romans 8, 28. Mm-hmm. And we learn that his purposes will be accomplished. Psalm thirty three eleven says, but the Lord's plans stand firm forever and his intentions can never be shaken. Proverbs nineteen twenty one says you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Certain attitudes can destroy the peace of God, and we can't have that stinking thinking. No stinking thinking. No, it will absolutely steal our peace every single time. And when we equate trust with the assumption that God will give us whatever we want, we set ourselves up for disappointment. And the Bible is filled with examples of the opposite happening to God's people. Second Corinthians twelve six through nine says, "If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so, because I would be telling the truth." But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Trust means that we have set our hearts to believe God, no matter what happens. Right. And when we insist on being in control, we sabotage God's desire to let us live in peace. So when we choose to worry instead of choosing faith, then we cannot live in peace. Jesus warned us often about fear and worry. In Matthew 6.34, it says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And Jesus says in Luke 12, 29 through 31, and don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about these things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world, but your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? Yes. Worry is the enemy of peace. In 1 Peter 5, 7, God invites us to cast our cares upon him and then let go of them. Living in peace can be compared to the petals of a flower unfolding in the morning sunlight. The petals of peace in our lives unfold as we learn more about God. We discover that his character is always faithful. We experience his continual goodness. We read more of his promises. We learn to bask in his overwhelming love for us. We refuse to allow ever-changing circumstances to determine our level of contentment, relying instead upon the character of God that never changes. And when we develop a lifestyle of making the Lord our refuge, we begin to live in the peace of God. As we move forward in that relationship with him, his peace begins to be interwoven in all that we do. Mm -hmm. 
So Laura read Psalm 91 earlier, and, and verse 1 holds the secret to living in the peace of God. It says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Yep. That secret place in our hearts is where we go to meet with God. He will always meet you there. Always. So when we choose to live there and hide away under His shadow, while staying in constant communication with him, we can remain peaceful, even when circumstances may not be. When we learn to cry out to God in times of trouble, he, we will find his peace that surpasses all human understanding. Isn't that good? That is really good. good. You know, I've found that when I'm obedient to God, listen to his voice, and follow his direction, I receive his peace. For example, a couple of years ago, I was interested in playing the piano and singing for people in an assisted living home. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, I just, well, let me finish. So when, one day I heard the Holy Spirit direct me to a specific assisted living home. And so I pulled in and it ended up being a memory care home. Mm. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that my mom had dementia yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting? Oh, wow. I think you told the story before. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I organized a scheduled time each week that I could play the piano. And I absolutely loved visiting this home and entertaining and being with these beautiful older folks. I experienced a lot of joy and peace when I left there. Also, I've spoken about this before on episodes. However, I experienced peace, and I know my husband did too, when we decided to sell our farm in New York. Yes. It was taking a lot of energy, time, and effort that we did not have. Right. And we wanted to be able to have more time to serve others and God. And we were overloaded with expenses we could hardly handle. Yeah. And we recognized it became an idol. Yeah. It says in Psalm thirty four fourteen, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And the Bible often connects the fear of the Lord, love and reverence for him with obedience. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is from Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen, And another scripture from John fourteen twenty three says, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. David said that a person who fears the Lord doesn't lie, turns from evil, does good, and promotes peace. It includes obeying God in the way we speak and the way we treat others. Yeah. And sometimes we might think that peace should come to us with no effort. But David explained that we are to seek and pursue peace. Peacemaking relationships come from our efforts at peacemaking and working hard at living in peace with others each day. Mm-hmm. I know of a time I felt peace when we walked into our non-denominational church for the first time. We felt peace right away and knew it was spirit-filled church. There was no doom and gloom. We felt very welcomed and content. Yeah. And another time I felt at peace was when my husband and I decided to get married. We met when we were 17 years old. Mm. However, we went our separate ways for a long time. And when we reconnected with each other, we got married six months later. (laughs) So how old were you when you got married? I don't think I've ever asked. 25. Okay, so eight years. Yeah. Before y'all got married. Wow. Yeah, we we did a lot of things separately, traveled and college and mm-hmm. so public the wires. Wires. <laughs> so Yeah, wires. exactly. <laughs> well, we both felt at peace about it, even though it was very surprising to everyone else. Uh, like, yeah. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's awesome. But you knew what you knew. Yeah. It was yes. the right thing to do. Yeah. So. Yep. It's not like you didn't have history with him before. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God just aligned it all at the right time. Right. All right. So I want to just, you know, go over some experiences that we probably all have, the three of us I'm talking about, experiencing the peace of God. And I've experienced peace of God in multiple ways, you know, when worshiping. 
Definitely. When I'm sitting there talking to the Lord and just his peace that surpasses all understanding, it just comes over us. Yep. You know, what about driving? I do not experience peace driving. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm going to war. Well, it depends. It's the traffic down here. If you're in Dallas, yeah, (laughs) you're on the war path. Well, and I used to have road rage, so before, (laughs) that was not a thing. Watch out for Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) But now, now that I can, there's times that I'll I'll get in my car, and I'm just, you know, talking to the Lord, and I just feel his peace. Yeah, I feel peace on, like, road trips a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that maybe. Yeah, you're just seeing the countryside, and you're, you're... Going across miles when and miles. When there's not as many cars and, around. <laughs> well, and I, I, I tell you what, it was the first time. Well, a couple of years ago was our first trip out to Arizona, yeah, out west. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you know, I've seen mountains in pictures and all that stuff. Yeah. But growing up here and in Illinois, everything's flat. <laughs> and so, you know, we drove out Where west. In Illinois, it is. In uh, Illinois, is flat, flat. cornfields. As my, <laughs> it is once you get out of Chicago. Then it's just flat cornfields and farm fields everywhere. And it's most boring drive ever. (laughs) It's like, uh, Kansas. (laughs) Sorry, all 'all y'all are from Kansas. I'm sorry. Just a little boring. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we were driving out west and we were going between New Mexico into Arizona. And we we hit colorful. Yeah, well, we hit these mountains, mm. and I had never seen mountains like this before. Yes. We're talking like yeah. big, giant boulder mountains, yes. you know, not snow-covered mountains, just big, giant boulder mountains. Yes. <laughs> That's all I can explain it. And we're driving through the mountains, and I'm like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> just because it's so huge and big, and I felt so small, yet I felt such a peace about being there and driving through there. And, and I was just in awe of God and His creation. And yes. how can these big things just explode out of the ground? You know, yeah. I was just like, wow. I just started crying. Yeah. You know, my husband's wow. looking over, are you okay? <laughs> but it was just... Give me a, a minute, honey. <laughs> I had a peace in my heart, like, God, you're so good. It's like when we talked about, you know, David in Psalms, he writes about God's creation, and I was just in awe, and there was just yeah. a peace that came over me, like, God, you are so good, and you created this just for us. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's more of an awe and gratitude, but it yeah. goes with along with peace. Yeah, well, that goes you along know? with the next one. We're driving, and it's nature. Yeah. Oh, oh, my oh God. yeah. Well, that's yeah. why yeah, that's how he speaks to me the most is through nature. Yeah, because you're a photographer, and you love taking off. Love it. Yeah. Love nature photography. Oh, man. It just with the grass. Y'all were talking about, we, I don't know what we were talking yeah. about earlier. It's right, in the grass. springtime. Yeah, just sitting in the green you know, the lush environment of God's grass, grass. Yes. everything's yeah. growing and springtime, skies, you know, yeah, that's one of the things that I miss when I lived out in Forney and we had an acre of land and, and um, it wasn't enough land, but it was still it was wide open for me. Yeah. And I would just go out there and sit with the Lord. I would go out there. We had a, a rock, what's called a diving rock over our pool. And I would just dangle my feet in the water over that rock. And I would just sit nice. out there and I would just peace man i would just look up at the sky just talk to god it was mm-hmm. just so intimate mm-hmm. uh, i miss that it's one of the things that i miss yeah yeah but i love animals like Aww, in nature yeah and, you know we have ducks out right now by our house and yeah. Little, and yeah 
They're, oh. they, they pair together, right? So right, right. Yeah, yes. they're beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and flowers, you know, yep. when they're blooming, they speak. That's yeah. my God's thing. God's speaking to us through the flowers. Yeah. Yep, that's my thing. The trees. I love flowers and trees. Yes. Yeah, the my husband's not a big tree leaves. guy. He doesn't like to be in the, the woods or anything. But there is such a peace when you walk through yes. a wooded area yeah. and big tall trees. And like it's on my yeah. bucket list to go to uh, the Redwood Forest. Me too. Yeah, me too. And see those ginormous trees. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, nature it's is, cool. is it speaks all by itself. Oh, it does, yes. man. You mm-hmm. can just sit there and, and hours mm-hmm. with God, you know. And then what about spending time with your family? Yeah. Yes. The peace. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. There's, there's times that we just meet up together and I'm just like, God, you're so good. You know, just you're so good to me. You're so good to my husband. You're so good to I love spending time with my family. It just brings me peace. Yeah, it does. You know, when our boys were at home, it was always loud and crazy, and we always had kids over. It was always a bunch of boys running around yes, the house, you know. Yes. And then I'm thinking, I need my peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's right? funny. But then as they got older and they moved away, now we're empty nesters, and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of peace in the house. Yeah. But I love it when they come back come together. Home. Yeah, we get to together, and we're all together as a family. That gives me a lot of it peace gives in you my joy. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and joy and laughter, you know. There, oh, yeah. There's peace in that. God loves to laugh. I didn't know that as much until I started my visitations to heaven when he would take me up there. Mm-hmm. I just love hearing God's laugh. It's so deep and it just it resounds all throughout heaven. Like everybody knows when he laughs. Mm. And it's just this joy that fills you. And, you know, it's just when you're wow. when we're here on earth and we experience that joy, you know, he hears us in heaven because mm-hmm. he knows every one of the right. children, right? Right. Well, so. We do a lot of that on this podcast. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> laugh all the I time. I think we're going to have a blooper episode <laughs> one day. Oh, my goodness. Of all of our laughing explosions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good times. Good times. Joy of the Lord. <laughs> what about experiencing peace when making difficult decisions? Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, when you're in that moment, you're like, oh, gosh, I don't really know which way to go, Lord. And and those Maybe. are the times that you got to sit with him and, and you pray and you pray and you pray until you have that peace. Because if you don't have that peace, don't make that decision. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that peace comes and you just know it, you know, and you're yeah. like, okay, God. The Holy Spirit always uh, gives me his peace when I have to make yeah. difficult decisions. But there's times that I've done, I've made the decision without that peace and mm. I messed up, yeah. you know, and it, it took me down a bunny trail. You then know, you grieve I, over that, yes, you know? right? But yeah. the Lord always makes sure that you know He can take something that's terrible and bring it into something good. Yeah, yeah. Use good. it for for the right. good, right? That's the way He is. Mm-hmm. And then what about when fear hits about something that you hear or you feel like demonic presence? We've talked about that before. Like you feel a demonic presence in your home, or or if you're just walking around the grocery store and you're like, ugh. Well, that's when, right. you know, my identity in Christ. And I know yes. who I am. Right. And I know the authority that I walk in and that the enemy has to bow to God. Right. right? And if I say, in the name of Jesus, you must leave. Right. I know Every time. he will, he has to leave. Every time. Right? Yes. And so that's where that peace comes from the is peace. the knowledge of God's word yes. and who I am in him. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the most prominent times are when I am spending time alone with him. Right. Like, I, it doesn't have to be me going and asking for anything. It's just, you know, that intimate time that we talk about all the time that we spend with him. And mm-hmm. and that peace just flows. That silence. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I experience that more when there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And I'm busy, and I don't like that. I don't yeah. like to be rushed, you know. But then I'll go and spend time with the Lord. 
And that's when I experience his peace. Yes. I, he covers me. He reminds me. Mm-hmm. He reassures my mind. And then everything's okay. Yeah. Everything's cool. You know, when yeah. you're in the presence of the Lord, yeah. it always feels better. <laughs> yeah. Peace of God. Yeah. So good. You mentioned worshiping earlier. I forgot. You know, I experience peace when I play the piano and yeah. sing worship. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that you like doing with the Lord is just mm-hmm. playing the piano before him. Yeah. Okay. You know, another example of experiencing God's shalom peace was, you know, back when my son decided to enter and serve the United States Army. Oh, yeah. And I had been praying, you know, for both my boys since they were born. When they were growing up, I would always tell them, you know, it doesn't matter to me what you decide to do for a career in life. All that matters to me is that you love Jesus with all your heart. And I knew that if they loved Jesus with all their heart, that God would see to it, you know, that he was going to direct their life onto the path that he had planned for them. Right. And that he would always take good care of them, just as he's always taken good care of me. Yep. You know, our son had already explored much of the wrong path in life. But when he returned to the Lord, he came into such a much stronger personal relationship with Jesus. And he knew the old life wasn't the way to go anymore. And we advised him to really just pray and ask God, you know, what he wanted him to pursue. Yeah. And so my son gets, my youngest son, he gets dreams from the Lord like I do. And God gave him a dream. And in the dream, he saw himself in the army. And in the dream, he was happy and enjoying life and at peace, you know, with his brothers in arms. Yeah. And he had a great sense of well-being, that peace from God when he woke up from that dream. And he journaled the dream and he, and he, then he kind of you know forgot about it because right. he just wrote it down and put yeah. it in his, his journal. But months later when he was praying and he was asking God what he wanted him to do in life, the Holy Spirit told him, go back and look at your dream journal. So he went back and he picked it up and he opened it up right to the dream about being in the army. And he said, God, is that what you want me to do? Like join the army? I mean, that kind of had been in the background of him growing up. Yeah. Because when he was younger, he said, I'm going to be in the Marines and blah, 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 you know. And, of course, that's when he was in junior high, right? Right. So, but here again, God had planted a seed in him when he was a little boy. Right. So here he was, and he says, God, do you want me to join the Army? And he felt God was saying yes, and that's why God gave him the dream. Yeah. He also felt a really good, strong peace about moving forward with that decision. Mm -hmm. That's a big decision. It is. And so he was, you know, preparing to join, and I, I shared his decision with some other women, you know, my Bible study. And their first response was, aren't you afraid, you know, for him to join the army? Yeah. And I immediately said no. Mm-hmm. And I told him that the Lord showed him the path that he wanted him to take. And I knew that my son was safer wherever God called him or takes him than if he were living right here at home with me, but outside of God's will. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, being in God's will is the safest place to That's be. That's exactly right. Yes. So even though that, you know, now my son has been serving, you know, for over two years, and he's part of the 82nd Airborne Division, where he jumps out of planes, you know. Yeah. Wow. And it's That's not scary. like with the newer parachutes. These are old World War II type parachutes. Yeah. So when you hit, you hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just know God's watching over him 100%. Right. And I mean, there's been times, too, when... You know, he's supposed to make a jump. Every time he's going to jump, he usually calls us yep. and says, hey, they told me, you know, Friday I'm going to be jumping. And because he has to do it every once in a while all the time, you know, to keep up the, what do you call it? It's the training or the training, yeah. right? And so he'll he'll let us know that he's going to be jumping. Okay, we're going to be praying for you, you know. And there's been times when he goes up and they keep circling and circling and they end up calling off the jump. And it's a good thing, too, because the winds will be really strong, yeah. 
And, you know, he's jumped one time and broke his tailbone and that hurt, you know. So he knows what that feels like. But, you know, there's been other times when, you know, his plane will go around and around and they never do do the jump and come to find out other guys did the jump and then they got injured. So I could see God protecting it. him. Yeah, I know all that, the time that you've we've been with you now for over a year, and you'll you'll we'll be here, and your son will text you, and we'll stop and pray for him right mm-hmm. then. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yep. God's oh. protecting him. Yeah, I continue to pray. You know, Psalm ninety-one over him, and know that the Lord is with him. And when he was, you know, I just remembered when he was jumping for the very first time, he called and he told us just before he jumped out of the plane. Like I said, and he but he heard the Holy Spirit speak to him, and he said. I am with you wherever you go. Mm. Right before he jumped out of the plane. Wow. And I mean, hearing God's reassuring That's words like that, wow. it just peace. gave him an overwhelming sense of peace. That, yeah. And then he was excited to make that jump. He wasn't yeah. afraid. And that's the beauty of walking in the peace of God. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. You do what's really challenging to do. But with- because you know God's got you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's peace. That's peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my oldest son was in his senior year of high school. When he told me he wanted, he told me and his dad that he wanted to join the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And I never panicked and I never got scared either. I had that immediate peace before I even discussed it with God. It's like when, you know, your son looks at you and says he's going to do something like that. You're like, uh, but no, I knew, I mm-hmm. knew, I knew that God had called him to do this. And when I talked to God about it, he reassured me that this is the path he guided my son to. Right. So I knew it was an answer prayer for me. And because I wasn't sure what, what what my son was going to do, but God already had it all planned out. Right. You know, even while he was serving, I had peace the entire time. And my son, he couldn't tell me about his missions because he was in special ops or intel, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And there were times that he would call me and say, Mom, I'm going to be gone for a short time. And I knew that he was going on a mission. And I would pray for God to cover him every time. And And there were also times that he didn't let me know when he was going. He was just gone. He would just disappear. And God would say, Kathy, yeah. now's the time to pray yeah, for your start son. Start praying. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I get on my hands and knees and pray for God to protect him, and he did. Yes. You know, and there's so many times in my life that I can say that, that God was there for me and my family. Like when my mom passed away, when my stepdad passed away, my grandmother too, or when someone got hurt, like in a car accident, I knew where to turn, and it's yeah. always been God. Yeah. This is even before I was, you know, accepted the Lord. Mm-hmm. I just knew wow. when something was going on. God, and you know, a lot of people do that, you know, God, where are you? I need you. But I just knew to go to God. Mm-hmm. I've learned to recognize what his peace feels like, and there's nothing like it. And like I said earlier, I've experienced his peace in my visions when he takes me to heaven. And, you know, the peace there is so different than the peace here. Mm-hmm. In heaven, there is no sorrow or pain. It's only peace, love, and joy. It's beautiful. You know, if you want to know the peace of God, ask him to show you, and it will change your perspective on everything. Don't let the enemy steal any more of your joy, no matter what he tries to throw at you. And he's going to try to throw. Oh, sure. You know, trust in God and let his peace pour over you and it will help you and it will encourage everyone around you. And when they ask you why you're so calm, Mm -hmm. you'll simply say that's the peace of God. Right. Yes. Right. That's how good he is. You're living testimony in front of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, guys, it's time to close. And we hope you enjoyed our talk today on the peace of God. And we ask that you join us next week. We'll be right here. And we just want to close with this scripture from John 14, 25 through 27. It says, I am telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give 
is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. Amen. All right. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you, Caitlin, for all that you do for us. Yes. And we mentioned a few articles again. So if you'd like to check them out, we will put the links in the notes section of this episode. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Yeah, we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we would love to hear from you. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3 at gmail.com. All right. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.